Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Culture is the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. The plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to 4 to 6 with A&B, your high state podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landis, joined by Ari Wasserman. And there's a bit of news in the air around the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ryan Day on Thursday, uh, not not going all the way and saying that C.J. Stroud will definitely not play on Saturday against Akron. But C.J. Stroud has not practiced this week. Ryan Day they shut said they shut him down to give his shoulder a rest and said it is very likely that C.J. Stroud won't play, and if he does play, it will be in a, quote, emergency situation only. God help us if there's an emergency situation against Akron. Ari, I think we're going to see some new quarterbacks this weekend. This is why all of these summer podcasts where we predict how the quarterback situation is going to map out are dumb, okay? They're fun, (laughs) they're entertaining, but it never is just like so-and-so wins the job, everything's awesome, he's a starter for three years, and that's it. It's always a weird, windy path of just like somebody got injured or somebody transferred and all the stuff that goes on in the weirdness of Ohio State football, and then, then you arrive at a new quarterback in a very odd way. So, you know, I'm would act like I'm not surprised by this. I am surprised by this because it's just a weird way of getting here. But also at the same time, I think everybody who either follows or roots for Ohio state just wants to see this. And it's just like, if CJ Stroud is hurt enough where 
he needs to take some time off of practice and needs to heal up, and that's the reason why he wasn't playing as well as he should be, then of course give him the time to to recuperate for the Akron game, but then also give us something to see with Kyle McCord or Jack Miller. Let us compare it with our eyes. You know, give Ryan Day the option to compare it with his eyes. Maybe he'll see something that, you know, he didn't anticipate out there. I think the more information, the better. And, you know, it just made an otherwise game that I was dreading having to watch and something I'm looking forward to watching now. Yeah, I'm excited now. I can't wait for Saturday night. I was I wasn't dreading it, you know, because I get paid to do this, so I'll do whatever they tell me to do. But it's like, you know, I can think of better things to do on a Saturday night than watch Ohio State play Akron. Not now. I'm super pumped to watch this game. Um Ryan Gay Ryan Day, excuse me. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Ryan Day. Uh tell telegraph this a little bit. Uh I think on Tuesday during his press conference. Uh, with some of the ways he was talking about the quarterbacks and just I thought like kind of left the door open for CJ Stroud to potentially not play on Tuesday Um, and I was actually like afterward I actually bumped into our buddy Doug who was on the show earlier this week and I said to him like do you think it's possible CJ doesn't play this week based on some of the stuff Ryan was saying and I think he kind of agreed with me it was kind of weird Ryan Day like can be cryptic sometimes in in press conferences and I think he was that way with CJ there was a kind of like a wait and see vibe with a conversation around CJ Stroud. So I'm not I'm not blown away by this. I'm surprised like he kind of let us know beforehand. Um and didn't just wait till like the day of the game to announce it. But this this kind of makes sense to me to rest him because clearly he's hurt and and like has admitted so after games and it's impacting him. Um but it certainly leaves the door open for some interesting stuff to happen afterwards. Are you done laughing now at my flub? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, we're good to go. like, I was kind of stalling there because you were cracking up for 45 seconds. <laughs> Usually I uh, am the one making uh, accidental verbiage use. So I'm happy it was you this time. But no, seriously, yeah. the uh, how much do you think CJ Stroud's play was impacted by his so-and-so, his injury? Because like, if it was drastic then it's just like you kind of have to throw everything that you've seen out. Because, yeah. you know, like if it's drastic enough where he has to be shut down in the middle of the week and is going to miss a game, obviously this is the perfect time to do that. But it also makes me wonder if we don't have a fair evaluation of CJ now. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with that on some level. He's not, he's not 100% healthy, clearly. Um, how much it's impacted him, I think some. I, I, I don't know if I'd say tremendously. I think if it were tremendously, then then they actually would not have played him. Um, and Ryan Day said that he doesn't think it's it's all that serious that CJ just needs some rest because um, he kind of can't like get the feeling right in, in his shoulder. It is funny we were at practice on Wednesday night, um, waiting for interviews, and the quarterbacks were running wind sprints like right near us. And CJ, when he was running, like was like his right arm is just like holding steady just kind of like dangling by his side as if like he didn't want to move it as he was running like he was pumping his left arm as you would a newer run but while he was running his right arm just kind of like hung motionless there um and i thought to myself well (laughs) if they're not letting this kid move his arm when he runs uh I, I don't know how you let him throw a pass, and, and apparently he has not thrown a pass this week as he tries to get that shoulder right. So I think, you know, when the ball sails, I, I think your your sore shoulder can impact that a little bit. Um, if it's, like, in your head at all, just, like, impacting your mechanics, even if it doesn't really hurt all that much, you're just, like, thinking about it, I think that can impact things. I think maybe it's caused some hesitancy in his ability to run, um, although he has dropped the shoulder a, a couple times and seemed to have been okay after that. So I don't know. I don't know how much of it is physical and how much of it is psychological. I think it has impacted him a bit. 
but I also think that you know, there's throws that he missed that he maybe would have missed even if he wasn't hurt because he's just not as accurate as he needs to be sometimes. Is there anything that Kyle McCord can do in this football game to never come off the field ever again? Um, that depends, I guess, on the severity of C.J. Stroud's shoulder. Um, I think if they feel like he is healthy enough to play after this week that you could see both guys play. Although Ryan Day seemed very hesitant to do that. Like he he said on Tuesday that he would not just put a backup quarterback in arbitrarily to play him to get him reps unless it was like garbage time. And then he said on Thursday that he's going to pick a starter and play that guy and like not roll two and maybe hopefully play two later in the game if the situation presents itself. So he does not seem very keen on the idea of going into a game with a plan to play two starting quarterbacks. So I guess then the answer to your question could be yes. I, I would take any success against Akron, like, majorly in stride because Akron might be – well, no, I guess UConn or UMass might be. But then after those two, Akron is maybe the worst team in all of college football. So whoever plays is probably going to look pretty good. Um, I don't know how you process that and evaluate it when Akron stinks. But I tell you how. There's also something to be said for momentum and, and the offense clicking. and Because and, his offense is not maximized, right, for an entire game yet. It's been fits and starts, and at, at another point it's pretty bad. So if that doesn't happen, even against a bad opponent, I think you have to take who the quarterback was into consideration if that happens. Tulsa was a bad opponent. Now, I know that they weren't no, as bad as – they're not, not as I mean, – They're not accurate. I'm not, not saying accurate. they're accurate, they're but I'm accurate. saying <laughs> nobody on Tulsa's team can cover any receivers on Ohio State's. So it might be worse from an Akron standpoint, but the offense should have scored 50 points in that game. Can we agree on that? Yeah. I think you can evaluate a quarterback in a bad game. If there are timing throws and the throws are delivered uh, with precise accuracy, tight spirals, confidence, body language, um, dumb mistakes, stupid turnovers, you know, self-inflicted errors. I don't think that you're just playing against air. And I sometimes, you know, if a quarterback comes out and has that look about him, I think that it does give you something to think about. So I'm not – if Kyle McCord comes out and throws four or five touchdowns and he goes 24 for 28 for 371 yards, I'm not going to say, well, it was only Akron. He sucks. Like, I think that there's a possibility here that we are um, in a a situation where this might be a natural – shift of the guard of who's running this team. And I'm not saying that it's going to be a, a open and, and shut case when it comes to um, just this game and CJ never getting onto the field again, but I absolutely could see an opportunity for the battle to open back up and for them to try to figure out who the actual starter is going to be by the time they play a team like Penn State. Now, I know you don't that Ryan Day doesn't want to do a dual quarterback system. I know that those in the past have not worked well for Ohio State, and if you have uncertainty at the quarterback position in November or late October, that's usually not a good recipe for long-term success. I understand that. But when Ryan Day named C.J. Stroud the starting quarterback in week one, did he say that he's the starting quarterback, period? Or did he say that it was a one-week assignment? He said he was a starting quarterback for Minnesota, which was a point he reiterated again on Thursday, that they all he knew about this season is that he had to pick a starter for the Minnesota game, and they would see what happens after that. He is so leaving like I, the door open. I feel like he's left the happen. door open at every turn when talking about quarterbacks. He's 100%. been cryptic. He's been um, very, very vague, and I think that he's left a lot of room for interpretation. And my understanding is that if you're going into what's this week four now, and you have a new quarterback starting and one that was a five-star quarterback who slung the ball around very nicely in the spring game, I think that there was a lot of stuff that you can learn. Now the the question, too, is, and I don't know if this is even relevant, but do you think Jack Miller is going to get to play? 
Uh, yeah, I think I'll play some because because the game will be out of hand. Um, but I, I I think you know we're talking as if it's a foregone conclusion that Kyle McCord's going to start. I think you and I both agree with that. Uh, I'd be pretty shocked if he didn't. Uh, like very, I'd be very shocked if Kyle McCord was not the starter against Akron, um, unless it's C.J. Stroud, I guess. But um, if it's Jack Miller, I'd be pretty floored by that. But I, I do think Miller will get a shot to play. Yeah. Quinn Ewers, by the way, because I know people might be wondering about him, will not. Ryan Day said explicitly on Thursday that Quinn Ewers would be unavailable for this game um, and gave the impression earlier in the week that Quinn is just like not getting a ton of reps in practice. He's getting some, but not enough to be ready to throw into a game. And, and a lot of the work I think that Quinn does happens after practice, after they've spent the two and a half hours on the field making sure that C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, and Jack Miller are ready to play. And I think people need to understand. I think most people do, but if you don't, and I think, as Ryan Day said this, but it is just impossible to get valuable reps in practice during a season, during the regular season, because you're preparing for a game, and the players who are playing in the game get the majority of the first team reps. Did he say that, or is that just an obvious thing? So, like, I, I just... He, yeah, no, he did say I mean, he even went as far as to say that, like, even before this week, that, that Kyle McCord and Jack Miller had not getting have not been getting a ton of reps because C.J. Stroud's a starter. Like, they got reps, but with the twos, not with the ones, until yeah. this week. So I'm very interested to see. I actually am anticipating that when we do the podcast after the game that we're going to have more quarterback controversy to talk about. I don't think this is over now. I don't think this is a one-game thought spark. Yeah. You've been a McCord guy since day one, haven't you? I like Kyle McCord a lot. I I mean, I like C.J. Stroud too, but I – yeah, I'm not alone. Like, yeah, I like like the five-star guy. Like, look at me. Look how smart I am. Um, But I do like McCord quite a bit, yeah. I mean, C.J. Stroud was basically a five-star. I know he, he didn't have the, the distinction, but he was like number 43 overall. He was at 11 total spots out. He's probably the highest rated non-five-star quarterback there was in his class. Like, I view C.J. Stroud as a five-star prospect, too. So, like, I don't want people to think that the McCord love is just based on his recruiting ranking. I actually thought he delivered a lot of great passes in the spring game and had that look about him. Plus, he's from Philly. He's from Jersey. What's the difference? He played, he, <laughs> he played high school football. In Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Catholic League, the League of Stars, um, but he is from somewhere in in, uh, in South Jersey. He's probably playing quarterback at Rutgers. But I'm sorry, you know, I, we'll, we'll, I'm sorry, Philly I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I thought there was no different difference between Jersey and Philly. Some will tell you uh, that there is not, and I will fight those people. You know who I want to fight? Who's that? Um, people who have how many episodes of Four to Six with A and B have we done? Oh, I don't know. Um, just guess. Maybe? Okay, and how many? Do you know the answer? Episodes? I don't. But oh, it's probably a okay. hundred. I just didn't yeah. know if you knew off the top of your head. And of the hundred episodes that we've done, how many would you say I had a runny nose in? <laughs> uh, maybe one or two. I know the what the one recent one. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize that I was doing what I was doing, and I'm really sorry for people who were subjected to that. But you, if you are one of the guys or girls who's listening to this show for over 100 episodes, and then you're annoyed by my runny nose that happened one time out of 100 episodes, and I'm the one who had to deal with it, and then you leave a <laughs> review about my runny nose, as if we don't have a body of work that transcends that one mistake. I didn't see the review. So I, the review multiple your, reviews about oh, my runny man. nose. Multiple, like I think one one-star review. If you're the person who left a one-star review about our body of work over my runny nose, I wish you would stop listening. I hate you. (laughs) 
I, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just, it just. No, I agree. I totally just like, agree. Come on, totally guys. Agree. Like, we're not perfect. Okay. It's a free podcast. Everyone's out there. You know, we're doing our best. I think we do a very good job. If you don't like me, that's fine. You don't have to like me. But like, of all the stuff that we've done, like that's the thing that's going to carry the way that our podcast is rated. Yeah, like, give us on. a one star for our terrible takes and our general lack yeah. of knowledge about the team that we cover, not for runny noses. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I know that could be annoying to listen to, and I, when I listened back to it, I realized how obnoxious it was. Okay, like I get yeah. it, but like, give us some, give us a break here. Okay, go back to Mc- that was like, tell me that wasn't Doug. <laughs> yeah, that's a Doug coming out of you. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Doug connections this week. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I think McCord is going to be the guy. I like McCord a lot. I think he. The thing I like about him, which is the thing I liked about C.J. Stroud, which I, I think hasn't shown up a ton actually this year, is how well they throw with anticipation and like can, can That's see like windows thing. opening. That's the um, whole thing about being great to me, Bill. Tell me if I'm nuts. But people no, like no, look I, back yeah, and look, look at Troy Smith, and when somebody was doing an out route or a curl route or a hitch or any type of anticipation route, Troy Smith delivered the ball with accuracy before the, the break was made. And when the receiver broke open, it was anticipated and it arrived immediately at the perfect spot at the perfect time. And there haven't been a lot of quarterbacks in the time since who have been able to deliver the ball with that much accuracy. I think you could make the case that Dwayne Haskins did it sometime. I think you could make the case that Justin Fields absolutely did it at times. Um, and even Cardale to a certain extent because he had a great arm. But there haven't been... It's, it's a really hard thing to do in college, but like in my mind, Kyle McCord... And his number one attribute would be delivering the ball with pristine accuracy. And and I think that yep. it's probably harder to do if he's only been getting second team reps and you don't have a great uh, relationship with the receivers. I understand that chemistry and meshing is important, but also you should not. I think he it might be a little bit easier to deliver the ball where it's supposed to be when you also have two receivers who are open on every play, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Um and I do feel like, and I, I think this is a thing with all young quarterbacks, so I don't want to pretend like it's only a C.J. Stroud thing. Like, it was very clearly a Justin Fields thing early in his career, too. Just being late to stuff, um, I thought that was, I thought him being late showed up in, like, the worst kind of way so far this year against Tulsa. And again, maybe that's some of his sore shoulder creating hesitancy. I, I don't know. I just think it's a young quarterback trying to see stuff. And, I, you know, Kyle McCord's going to get out there and, you know, for as, for as good as I think the Philadelphia Catholic League is. Um it's not as good as, as the Big Ten, and, and Kyle McCord is going to be – it's close, but it's not as good. Kyle McCord is going to be seeing some some things for the first time, and maybe he'll be late to stuff too, and I'm, I'm interested to see how he processes all of that. But the other thing that I believe about Kyle McCord from talking with him, talking to people around him, and just like watching him play through highlight tapes is he's got a little bit of a um, – effort attitude, I think, at times when he's playing, and I mean that in a good way. Like I think he's willing to take risks um, as a thrower because he really trusts his arm. And I wonder if that ever got him in trouble during this competition. I'm sure that it did. Um, and I'm very curious to see how that like might manifest in the game, both good and bad. But I'm always in favor of someone trusting, trusting their arm and being willing to make throws that other quarterbacks aren't willing to make. Or I attempt. also think that Kyle McCord can run better than Haskins, right? Yeah, I bet he can run better than Haskins. Yeah. I'm I don't know. That that's I think, much of a I think, compliment, but I think they're all about the same. If I'm like, I think like he and I think like everyone in that room is probably about the same and, and similar to Dwayne Haskins and their running ability. No, I know, but I think Kyle McCord probably has the only arm that could rival what Haskins has. Oh, I think. Oh, maybe Quinn. Than Dwayne Haskins. No, no, I know, but what I'm saying is, from a pristine passing standpoint, 
Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying the word pristine, if that even makes sense, but like a pocket passer, positively perfect pass play passer. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is was really great at that. Okay. You can't take that away from him. In college, he was a great thrower. Yeah, he was. He doesn't I never thought that Dwayne Haskins had a cannon for an arm, but he was he was accurate. He was really good on like intermediate to medium stuff. You're just mad he's sure. on the Steelers. I hope he plays. He's on my fantasy. He's on my dynasty team. Just sitting on the bench waiting for Big Ben to finally, you know, hang him up. Sounds like an asset to me. Keep playing. Does sound like an asset. He's available for trade if anyone <laughs> in the league is listening. Um, all right. I don't think we have to go much longer on that because we're going to watch these guys play. We like need predictions. Hours. We need predictions. Okay. So what do you want to predict? Okay. Predict three things. One, okay. how many yards he's going to throw for. <laughs> no, how many yards and touchdowns. Two, how many interceptions. Well, actually, let's do this over. Yards, touchdowns, interceptions, one. How many series Jack Miller will play, and if we're going to be talking about quarterback controversy next week. Okay. Uh, 287 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, Jack Miller will play all of the fourth quarter, whatever that looks like, so two or three drives. Uh, and then we will absolutely be talking about who this team's starting quarterback should be moving forward after the game. 374 yards from McCord. Whoa. I think Akron, he's going to, I think he's going to hit stink. Akron stinks. And I think that with Alave and Wilson, that he's probably going to hit an 80 yarder. Like, I think he's yeah. going to pad his stats with some long runs, but I think he's going to get into 370, 300. I'm, I'm going big on this. Okay. Yeah, you are five touchdowns. <laughs> okay. In two series for Jack Miller. And how many, yes, how many interceptions? How many interceptions Zero. from McCord? None. So he's just going to light it up. I think I think he is. Laser, yes. laser show. I think it's going to be show. a laser show to the likes of which you've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I yeah. actually do think that McCord probably would put up similar numbers. I mean, uh, sorry, Stroud would in the same scenario because yeah, right. it stinks. But here's the other prediction, I, I think. Forget the numbers because it's so arbitrary. Anything could happen. You know, you could throw a screen pass to Jackson Smith at Jigba that goes 90 against this team. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. But I think people are going to be like, holy shit, where was that when we needed it? Yeah, I think so too. And listen, I, am, I, I have never thought that C.J. Stroud has played poorly enough to be benched. If he's hurt, he's hurt. Uh I don't necessarily think he's played so good that it should be his job case closed. Like, yeah, there's two ways I, to get benched. I hope I was hopeful that Ryan Day would be able to get some in-game evaluation of his other quarterback options, and that is going to happen. And I know a lot of people were eager to see that happen, so if you're one of those people, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that we're going to get to see another quarterback play, another quarterback or two play for Ohio State on Saturday. But... uh Ryan Day is opening a serious can of well, maybe not. I don't know. I, f- I feel like he's opening a serious can of worms here, but maybe he's not. Maybe it's just like, all right, Kyle McCord's a starter now. The end. I don't think he's opening a can of worms if someone's injured. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, it's it's, it's it, it. I'm like I'm trying to be cautious because like I don't. I think C.J. Stroud is hurt. Clearly, he is hurt. How much his being hurt is actually impacting his play, I don't know. If they were playing a playoff times, game on Saturday, would C.J. Stroud play? Yeah, like that's the that's that's the question I don't know the answer to. Because there are times where he misses throws and he holds his shoulder. And you're like, oh man, I guess his shoulder was bothering him that time. 
And then there are other times where he just rips the ball down the field or over the middle of the field. And it's like, well, it didn't look like it was bothering him that time. So I just don't know. Maybe it's, you know, it's drive the drive. It's a finicky thing. I have no idea. Um, I don't know if they would be doing this if they were playing an actual opponent this weekend. Not that I think that should matter all that much. Um, but I also think there's a world where Ryan Day could have played C.J. Stroud this week if he wanted to. And he's not. Oh, we don't think he's going to. Yeah. And that's interesting to me. Yeah. I, I, I think this podcast would be an hour if Quinn could play. Yeah, right. I will say... Uh, the, the one question that was not asked directly of Ryan Day, and we had him, we get him for like nine minutes on Thursday, and I wish I would have interrupted and asked, and, and just as like, is any of this performance based? I think the answer would probably be no, like a, a, a definitive no from Ryan Day, but we didn't get to ask him that. But what I did ask Ryan Day, and I asked it kind of clunkily, so maybe maybe this answer doesn't mean all that much, but I said, say CJ doesn't get to play, you get, to, you get a long look at Kyle and Jack. How much of an evaluation tool is this for the job moving forward, or is it just CJ's job and you're giving him a rest this week? And in my mind, that was an opening for him to say, like, CJ Stroud is our starting quarterback. He just can't play this week. And Ryan Day didn't do that. He said, let's get through today and see how it goes. And that's what we'll do. That's what we will do. (laughs) So we'll get through today. We'll see how it goes. Ohio State plays Akron, 730, uh, Saturday night. Uh, is this the I first wonder, time in Ohio State football history where they were a 50-point favorite in a night game? Probably. I think that line's come down, though, right? It's like, like 49 it or 40, whatever. Yeah. I think SP Plus has them winning by like 48 or something. Um, they were hurting to sell tickets for this game, obviously. I wonder how much that changes now. Not, 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 well, no, you're probably going to buy that. some. I don't want to say that in a way that like this is a conspiracy. I didn't mean it that way at all. But like they're playing the backup quarterback to get next on the history channel. That's not that's not next on the history channel. Bill Landis and the big Ohio State ticket scandal. Uh, Let me tell you something too. And I was talking to my dad about this, and he said this, and it made me laugh because he's uh, you know usually on point with things like this, but he also likes conspiracy theories. So, but he was telling me, oh, so I saw that Ohio State had a really hard time filling up the stadium last week. He goes, yeah, you want to talk about pressure from the head coach <laughs> when you can't fill the stadium and it becomes economic that's when things really start hitting the fan and it's true so if ohio state can't put butts in the seats and things are, are that's when things get really uncomfortable and um it'll be very interesting to see if they can get back on track and, and get butts in the seats here by the uh, middle of november yeah i think there will be butts in seats for the penn state game i don't think you have to worry about that but uh and apparently there were twenty thousand people who had tickets last week who just didn't show up so um, the 74,000 was, was not all who paid for it. But anyway, we'll see. I think there'll be more than that in the stadium now on Saturday night because everyone will want to watch a new quarterback play, and this game suddenly has a little bit of intrigue to it. So I'm excited to watch it. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday at some point. It's a night game, so we're not going to be back after the game. But at some point on Sunday, we'll be back to talk about what we see from the Buckeyes against Akron and more specifically what we see from whoever the I just sniffed my nose really loud. Did you hear that? That game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in there too. Yeah. Suck on that one, Stars. We'll talk to you later.